Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Just talking, uh, Joe watched the Michael Jackson documentary on HBO. The first two-hour half of it. It's four hours long? Yeah. 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 Which is plenty. So they didn't make a movie that, like, boy, this will be a pop hit. People like to watch this for years to come. They're making a legal argument. It's the modern multi-part documentary thing. It's, It's a show more than a documentary. But on the sex stuff, yes. it seems like people are, are out there trying to make a case against people, like they did against R. Kelly. That documentary came out, changed his life forever. Yes. Um, so people are trying to do that with Michael Jackson. And we were discussing, will Michael Jackson music be played in the future now that we know who he is? A child rapist. We got this text. How come we have to ban all MJ music, but people go to Catholic Mass every week enthusiastically? You know, it's funny. I was... Uh, cleaning and organizing all weekend long in my times that's fun i love cleaning and organizing you know it was kind of cold and rainy where i live and so i thought 
perfect. Oh, Finally, going to do it. And this includes box after box that I've moved multiple times. So it was the to the bone cleaning. Oh, my God. But anyway, I was listening to music, and a uh, uh, Sinead O'Connor tune popped on. I remembered her with uh, Fight the Real Enemy, Pope thing on SNL, and how everybody went crazy about that. How dare she? And, you know, she had a couple of issues with the Catholic Church um, and was, you know, she's half nuts anyway, but was ahead of her time. Mm. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point of view. Uh, I don't know the answer. Should we keep listening to Michael Jackson? Somebody, you know, we got a text from somebody who said, I don't eat at Subway anymore. Every time I see a Subway, I think of Jared. I had forgotten about it. I ate at Subway this weekend. Well, yeah. That I wasn't... wondered if I would remember that for the rest of my life. Every time I thought of Subway, it didn't stick around very long. Yeah. That was different, though. They weren't culpable, were they, for, for what Jared was up to? No. In any no. Way. No. Yeah. No. So, okay, so what's different here? I mean, Michael Jackson is the rapist who made the music, but right. I'm not like, am I, what am, what am I supporting him if I listen to it and tap my toe? Or am I saying I'm okay with child rape? I don't think I am. No, no. Awful people make great art from time to time. I don't know how I'll feel about it going forward. They pulled Cosby off the air, his TV show, for a while. I don't yeah. know. These are all these are all questions of uh, if you can make money, you use it. If you can't, you don't. That's how the, the corporations decided, I suppose. Probably, yeah. I yeah. mean, f- for me personally, it's already been several years to where if I'm listening to a playlist and a Michael Jackson song comes up, I skip, I've skipped him for years. Because he's a racist? Yeah, because it's, a, it's interesting. Similar to how I, I could no longer watch the NFL because I couldn't separate the, the things that I used to celebrate about this thing that I liked now brings up negative images in my mind. And I just, it's no longer an enjoyable thing for me. It's hmm. ruined. Whether or not radio stations decide to do it, I don't know. It feels like a much more personal decision in, in my view. Consult your uh, priest or rabbi. Well, once again. Um, so, Trump, longest speech in presidential history. Not his presidency that any president's ever given, they think, on Saturday. Wow. Over two hours long in front of an enthusiastic crowd. <laughs> Didn't it, the one that he beat, wasn't that the one that was so cold and so long that he gave himself pneumonia and he died? Or something? Henry that? Harrison yeah. talked himself to death. Hour 45. No hat, no coat, in a rainstorm. Howling. The- I'm sorry, in a howling snowstorm. Got pneumonia, died a month later. Did yeah. Trump know that that record was uh, out there? Did he? Hit... Well, he beat it by Did at he go least over... a quarter hour. He went over two hours. Anyway, uh, here's some highlights from the speech. Highlights or lowlights, depending on who you are, Jack. That's a good point. That's a good point. He's uh, out with an approval rating today from NBC of 46%, which is absolutely you get reelected territory. You know, I'm totally off script right now. The Green New Deal, right? Darling, is the wind blowing today? I'd like to watch television, darling. Russia, please, if you can, get us Hillary Clinton's emails. Please, Russia, please. He asked Russia to go get the emails. We're going to look into his finance. I said, where did that come from? He always talked about Russia. The attorney general says, I'm going to recuse myself. And I said, why the hell didn't he tell me that before I put him in? Russia, 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 Russia. My wife said, you never spoke to anybody from Russia, darling. I said, that's right. President Trump is waiting for the Mueller report. He's bad. He's a bad, bad. He's a bad, bad guy. But you know what I like about this? Number one, I'm in love and you're in love. We're all in love together. We've done something that nobody's ever done. Don, how you doing? Hey, Donnie. I love you, Donnie. For 35 years now, they call, Mr. President, sir, 
How are you? Brains to Hawaii. How do you get to Europe? We haven't figured that one out yet. We don't use airplanes anymore. Is doing well, except, of course, for the never Trumpers. But they are on mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. <laughs> you don't get rich by sitting behind a desk. So I didn't want to do that. And I'm in the White House, and I was lonely. I said, let's go to Iraq. Okay, What? General Raisin Cane, how fast can... Sir, we can have it totally finished in one week. I said, one week? And yet I see senators that are there for... That one about the General Raisin... He, he went on this long thing about all these generals he's met and talked to. And he said, I met this one guy. His name was Raisin. I said, I said to him, Raisin like the fruit raisin? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Trump was just completely riffing off the top of his head. And then every once in a while, he'd go back to the teleprompter and there'd be a point, but it would remind him of something. So then he'd do 20 minutes on that. Right, right. And you know what's, and, and we'll get back to it in a second, but what's so incredible to me about that is in the wake of the North Korea summit and, uh, and having to walk away without a deal. So that's an ongoing situation. You got your Cohen testimony and all the attention being paid to that and. Just, uh, you know, and, and the Mueller report for the 75th week in a row, rumored to be coming out this week. Um, the complete lack of caution. Just go up there and riff and make jokes and be sarcastic and do voices and, and talk about everything. That's just, it's amazing to me. By the way, on, by the, way on the whole Cohen ah, uh, coverage versus nuclear coverage thing, uh, Here's the breakdown. MSNBC on Wednesday spent two hours and two minutes on the Cohen hearing, two minutes on the nuclear discussion between Trump and Kim. CNN spent a minute 45 on Trump-Kim and two and a half hours on Cohen. Fox had it about even. Then the next day, when you could really make the argument that there's news because Trump left, Mm -hmm. MSNBC spent five minutes on it. Hour and a half on Cohen. CNN spent eight minutes. Fox had it roughly even. Hmm. Just, just interesting. What I guess you know what you think is going to get people to tune in or not? Yeah, yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone who's being honest agrees that the the nuclear summit was the more important story. But oh yeah, what are you going to do? Anybody's serious, but is it as entertaining? You want to hear a little more of this? Sure. sure. Yeah. And how fast can sir? We can have it totally finished in one week. I said one week, and yet I see senators. That are there for 20 years. White hair. See, I don't have white hair. (laughs) Yes, I agree with this. This speech should have been delivered one year from now, not now, damn it. (laughs) Because they're going to grant together. They're going to say, you know, this guy's really laying for us. I should have saved the Pocahontas thing for another year. Instead, we believe in free speech, including online and including on campus today i'm proud to announce that i will be very soon signing an executive order requiring colleges and universities to support free speech if they want federal research who does this other countries say get the hell out of here they will execute the baby after birth so i saw the abortion portion of the speech which obviously was not funny or designed to be funny at all but it was right. it was impactful yeah he went through the new the new laws and who was cheering them and uh the new things that could come out of that and uh and that that was that was pretty powerful and especially for that cpac crowd it it made it made a mark that's why he's got a 90% approval rating with 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 that crowd right boy jonah goldberg wrote a great column about infanticide and the left over the weekend 
It's it's pretty serious, but how it's a throwback to uh, tribal times, um, prehistoric times, and and how it relates to the uh, stay-puffed socialism, as he puts it. Maybe we'll expand on those thoughts in a couple of minutes, but the the longing for a tribal share-and-share-like society in a global world and how wildly unrealistic it is and how it's just it's a it's a childish fantasy but that was uh that was just portions of well a, a 2 hour plus speech that is a long long speech i'm i'm personally i'm glad i wasn't there and i could dvr and come back to it and take a break or whatever that's a, that's a long time to sit and listen to a speech this goes to show you jack if you have a chance to take a potty break take it Man, oh man, oh man. You never know when the president's going to unleash a two and a quarter hour stem winder. Saturday Night Live had one of my favorite sketches I've seen in I don't know how long. I thought it was freaking hilarious. Maybe we'll try to jam part of that in. Marshall's got his news coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. Saturday Night Live this past Saturday, which I thought was a particularly funny episode. And God, when they do non-political stuff, it's a funny show, which is what it's been for 35 years or however long it's been on the freaking air. If you're, oh, it's fine to do politics, but it's just not in the same way over and over and over again. Or only. Right. Um. Anyway, so they were doing this, and this is it's so it's a game show. It's a fake game show called What's That Name. And uh, here's the setup to it. This is where we are in the game show. You got a couple of contestants out there, and they put a picture of a celebrity up there, and they say, we'll give you $5 <laughs> if you can name that celebrity. And of course, that catches your ear that it's only $5, and it's a celebrity they recognize, and they name the celebrity, and they say, congratulations, you got $5. And each contestant gets that, and uh, you think, where is this going? $5 to name a celebrity, big deal. And then this. Doug. This next question is for $250,000. And we've got a walk-on clue! Hey, Doug, it's me. I'm one of your closest friends. Hey, Todd! And I've been his girlfriend for four years. (laughs) What's my name? Hey! Great to see you! It's great to see you! We've gone out to dinner 20 times and... Sat next to each other at multiple weddings. What's my name? Uh, that's it. Doesn't seem like you know her name. Of course I do, of course I do. It, it, it's uh, Missy. Audience! Todd, Todd, I'm so sorry. Interesting choice to apologize to him. <laughs> As opposed to her. Yes, you just don't consider her a human being. What kind of horrible game show is this? It's what's that name? (laughs) The the idea of bringing in regular people and they do like three of those in a row. (laughs) Uncomfortable. (laughs) Oh, boy. 
This is a woman that work uh, that you work with every single day. Sits over there in that corner. What's her name? Oh boy, that's ah, not. See, that's not uh, funny. <laughs> that's that what passes for comedy these days? Turn it off. Don't play any more of that. <laughs> you know what I liked about that most is the only way you write that, and everybody thinks it's funny, is if it's common, and it makes sure. me feel better ah. that it must be somewhat common. <laughs> to, know, to know a guy for years and you don't know his girlfriend's name. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I, we've been to many weddings together. I've been dating him for four years. What's yeah, my name? I have I, nothing to say on this topic. I, I, I don't have any idea. I can't help you on that. Sorry about that. Um, uh, also, hey, we really need to get to Colorful Yokel Theater, New York edition. And yes, you can have a Colorful Yokel from New York. Really? Without question. Absolutely. At least is my definition of yokel. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big tent. So we'll get to that before the end of the hour. Is this worth the tease, Sean? I really enjoy this one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I new- mean, colorful yokel theater has brought us such memorable characters as he had beautiful hair, Bigfoot guy. Go I, on and get. I punched a bear, old Marine. Uh, swarm of bees attacking a geo tracker guy, but we're moving to Gotham. Stay with us. So sixty-four. No, I'm not going to give the percentage first. He's learning. He can be taught. He being humanity, everybody does the same thing. <laughs> what percentage of workers are confident in having enough for a comfortable retirement? Okay, we're talking about workers who are confident enough. Okay, what's her name? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, good to see you. Almost two-thirds. Almost two-thirds of workers are confident in having enough for a comfortable retirement. That's a shockingly high number, given stats that we've seen recently where, like, half the country has zero dollars. Right, and and a third have less than that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, right, yeah. This is also the trophy generation where confidence was just given out like Tic Tacs. Ah, confidence without reason. Well, see, that's what I'm getting to. I'm thinking there's a big chunk of those people that just assume there's something out there, Social Security or something, that will be plenty for them to have a comfortable retirement. Oh, there are all sorts of programs. They've never looked into it. Right. They don't they don't have any idea, but they're just assuming that that's the case. That that's gotta be right. If half the country has a net worth of zero, which we learned like a month a couple of weeks ago, there's no way that two thirds Americans are confident in having enough for a comfortable retirement. That's Amazing and scary, and when yes. and when they get to that age and start getting their money or or not getting their money, <laughs> the lack of it, um, they're, they're they're going to be a revolution. Luckily, there'll be old people, and it's easy to put down a revolution of old people. Just knock them down, <laughs> <laughs> run away. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, they are going to be militantly angry when they get to retirement age and realize Social Security ain't much. They'll be feeling misled their entire lives. See, I saw. I had. To, I, I lost and my. And if quote. they're the entitled generation, well, it's called an entitlement. They'll think they're entitled to more. Right. I've misplaced my quote, but I'll, I'll paraphrase it. It's from Warren Buffett. He said this a week or so ago about it. he thinks people like him should be taxed higher, um, which which is fine. You know, go ahead, go Warren. On, write yeah. the check. But he he said if you've got a guy, <laughs> lol, at people like Warren Buffett, like there's more than three of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. him and the other ten people in his his category. 
Well, I have to save this for another time because it's a complex thought Okay, uh, about higher taxes. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Democrats, moving on from the Mueller report, they've got more investigations of their own up their sleeves. Yet another one wants to run for president, and how long you stay married could actually be a matter of your genes. Coming up. Yeah, I haven't gotten to I watched the talk shows yesterday, and there's clearly a different uh, plan coming along from the Democrats on how to handle this whole Trump thing. They all got together on a strategy. And uh, it's going to keep us busy for a long time. Oh, goody. Yeah. You're like listening. Busy. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. What's their name? I would like to do that game show at work. I think that'd be fun. You bring people in. You say, you've worked with them for 15 years. You say hello to them in the hall every day. I'm leaving. What's their name? Alex Baldwin. I'm not playing. Well, I would do very poorly at that show. (laughs) It is funny. Am I allowed to use nicknames? That's Chief. Yeah, yeah, Chief. Hey, Guy. Exactly. Buddy. Buddy's a good one. Guy, Guy. We've called guys that in the past. Guys who clearly know nobody's name and call everybody Guy. What's up, Guy? That's Guy Guy. (laughs) (laughs) News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee says that his panel will request documents from more than 60 people from President Trump's administration, as well as from his family and his business as part of their investigation. Democratic Representative Gerald Nadler said on ABC's This Week, We can't depend on the Mueller investigation for this. Uh, The Mueller Mueller investigation, uh, uh, number one, we don't know when it's ending despite lots of rumors. Number two, it's, it's focused on specific crimes. Now, Nadler says we're going to uh, investigate. We're going to be investigating everything we can possibly imagine, just to kneecap the president if it's at all possible. We're going to be investigating the abuses of power, corruption, and looking into obstruction of justice. He uh, was clear in saying the probe amounts to House Democrats doing, quote, our job to protect the law. And here's what we learned it. from the Cohen uh, testimony was that the, he directly implicated the president in, in various crimes, both while seeking the office of president and while in the White House. I heard Adam Schiff state on one of the shows yesterday that Cohen testified uh, that Trump knew about the WikiLeaks and this and that. Remember, that was the whole phone call. He didn't exactly know who was on the other end. He was just guessing that it could have been. Mm. But Schiff... Uh, stated it for a fact that that was testimony that showed that Trump knew, blah, blah, blah. Um, I noticed this shift over the weekend. So after a long time of uh, Trump clearly trying to discredit Mueller and Democrats trying to prop Mueller up as a, as a guy you can trust and a good guy and he's the man. Now that they're afraid that there's not going to be anything in his report, Nadler said yesterday, he was asked... So if they decide to bring no charges, if Mueller, if Mueller looks at all this and says, you know, there's nothing there to charge the president with, do we need to see all the evidence? Should we see all the evidence? And Nadler said, oh, yes, we, we Congress and the American people need to see the evidence so we can make the decision for ourselves. We can't just let Mueller make that decision. Mm-hmm. So now Mueller's not trustworthy enough to look at that information 
and make a decision for himself. All of it needs to be laid out for all of us. That's just an attempt to discredit the president. Right. Mueller, who you used to trust, decided there's no crime there. You still want all that evidence released. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the talking point going forward. Well, and I hate to even use the term evidence because yeah, it's if not there's evidence. no crime, it's just right. information. Yep. It's, just, it's just private information right. at that point. Yeah, yeah. God, if we end up being a, having a system where if you're accused of something, any information they gather in that is released, that's not a good way to live. All right, my friends, get ready for another one to run. I'm John Hickenlooper. I'm running for president because we're facing a crisis that threatens everything we stand for. Former I focus group your name. Uh, people don't like it. 90% of people make a joke about it. So could you change it to Adams or something? Former Colorado Hickenlooper. <laughs> Idiot. Hickenpooper. Exactly. Former Very Colorado good. Governor John Hickenlooper saying Ultimately, I'm running for president because I believe that not only can I beat Donald Trump, but that I am the person that can bring people together on the other side and actually get stuff done. There you go. I can see having a president Hickenlooper in about 1882. Mm. Not so much in 2020. Too old timey. That's your objection. Yeah. He's working that moderate lane. All right, super. Got a couple of vehicles in that lane. We'll see who can run the other one off the road. wonder if he'll bring out uh, Bernie Sanders-style crowds with the cheering and the carrying on. At least uh, he's a governor and a brewer. Yeah. Enjoys a good microbrew. So I was looking over those NB, the, 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 the polling numbers, yeah. right? And uh, Trump's at 46%. And which, which particular things about a candidate do you like the most, do you like the least? And the bottom two... The bottom two things people want in a candidate, over 75 and socialist. Mm. And Bernie fits the bill for both yeah. of those. Mm. That's just interesting. You think perhaps he uh, he's a darling of the media and little else? I mean, the energy uh, of his rallies is unquestionable. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's the opposite. Um, I think, yeah, I think he was a for real, built it from the ground, people liked his ideas sort of guy. Mm-hmm. But his time has passed. Media's in the tank for Hillary. (laughs) How long you stay married? Well, it might all be linked to your genes. The Yale School of Public Health researchers looked at over 170 married couples. Huge survey. They found that those that had a gene that affects how oxytocin, or the love hormone, is used within your body, reported feelings of security within their marriage compared to couples without the genes. The love hormone. Yes. The love hormone known to play a role in social bonding. And so if you have more of it, chances of sticking together will be much higher. And Oprah has faced some backlash over the weekend for declaring it's time to say goodbye to Michael Jackson. In a social media post, Oprah, who's hosting an interview with the accusers after part two of the Leaving Neverland documentary airs, if four hours isn't enough, posted on her Oprah magazine page, it is now time to say goodbye to Michael Jackson one last time. Hmm. So Oprah... So stop playing his music, in other words. Because what does that mean? Is that what that means? It could. That's what she put up. Okay. All right. It's got to be what it means, right? Yeah, I suppose. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation. You got this text. I've been waiting for years to see a friend's name spelled in text, so I know whether it starts with an M or an N. (laughs) Hi, Mancy. I went to college with this person. I stayed at their house. I've stayed at their house when I'm in town, but I I don't know if their name starts with an M or an N. What could that name possibly be? 
But Maybe it's exotic. I, I've got a name like that, person I've known for years, and I'm not sure if it's this name or that name. And Just kind of mumble it when you say the name. <laughs> I don't want to say it out loud because it would be very hurtful. But It took me a long time to figure out a Brendan Brandon at one point because I knew two families. One had a Brandon, one had a Brendan. And it used to, oh, I'd say that. So I would just say it real fast. Kind of slurred. How's Brandon? <laughs> That's what I do with my friend. Brandon. I'm not going to say the name out loud, but uh, yeah. I'm not exactly. It's one of two names. Ah, it's not a Kirsten, Kirsten, uh, Kristen <laughs> He's situation. He's left phone messages before, and I play them for my wife. Now, what is he saying here? Can you tell? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, it's got to be a Craig or a Greg. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, don't. Yeah, I suppose I suppose you should just ask, but that seems once you're many years down the road, it seems a little weird. All this time you haven't known what my name was. <laughs> Listen, I had the reg part. <laughs> I had the vast majority of it down. It doesn't change the way I feel about you. Hey, Greg, how are you, <laughs> Greg? Greg. Hilarious. So, colorful yokel theater, New York edition coming up. Fantastic. Love it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. mad because it's snowing but it's winter outside i mean we are a bunch of weird people okay if it was summer and it was snowing yes it is winter it's winter hello it's winter hello about three four weeks ago it was what three degrees outside it's a heat wave out here now hello it's winter yes i'm not surprised i love it it's winter let's let's work with it this is a heat wave. This is a heat wave. Three degrees, three weeks ago. How soon we forget. <laughs> it's winter. That's beautiful. There yeah. you go. There is no appropriate way to uh, react to local news weather stories, really, but outrage and anger. <laughs> they are uniformly stupid. We got this text. I worked with a Brent for over a year. I waffled between calling him Brett and Brent, so I just kind of slurred it until yep. I finally saw a mailing label from a magazine. Was then yes. able to nail it down. Yes! <laughs> finally it, figured it out. Got to follow up on this. So USA Today has in the corner their little graph thing. How many workers are confident in having enough for a comfortable retirement? And they got a number of 64%. That's amazing to about me. About two-thirds. That goes against every figure we've ever heard about how much savings people have. Yeah, which means, well, I, well, I'll let you determine what it means. But so we dug into some actual numbers. According to a study by Northwestern Mutual, 21% of Americans have zero retirement savings, and 10% have less than 5000 So that'd be a third. Um, okay. So then a third of baby boomers currently in or approaching retirement have between nothing and 25000 set aside. Wow. $25,000, if you live in the right place, you might live a year on that. Um, but that ain't much money. You're not going to have what... You, the, the question was, do you have enough for a comfortable retirement? 
and two-thirds of people said yes. That's clearly not true. They, they clearly are overestimating uh, how much they're going to get from the government. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. They have no concept of, well, there are a lot of things happening here, but one of them is that for most of our history, it was entirely on you to get ready for your retirement. Entirely. And now there's a perception that it's entirely on the government to take care of you when you're old. People don't understand that the benefits are not great. They'll keep you from starving to death, but, man, you better live in a cheap place. I remember when Barack Obama said, and this is the belief of many people, uh, everyone has a right to a dignified retirement. Whatever dignified retirement means, it means not being poor, I'm guessing. They don't make you dress up as a clown, (laughs) make body noises at you as you pass. I guess. Uh, Well, right. So whether you've saved or not, you should have a comfortable retirement. That's well, that's a different way to approach society. But I just I'm afraid and I'm not afraid. I know this to be true, that people, because they've grown up thinking it's the government's problem to make sure they're comfortable in retirement, they haven't given it much thought. But that that is a mistaken perception. Financial experts advise the average 65-year-old to have between a million and a million and a half set aside for retirement. So, uh, obviously, that $25,000 number for a third of baby boomers is not going to cut it. Well, that's most of a million. $25,000. One-fortieth. I don't know if this fits in at all. I think it should. I mean, if you get to the end and you ain't got no money and you want some of mine, which would be taxpayer money, I would like to know how many new cars you bought throughout your life. Mm-hmm. It matters to me. Sure. Yep. Did you feel like you needed a new car every couple of years? A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Vacationing, eating out, whatever. Uh, oh, boy. Did you, did you pay $700 for a Hamilton ticket? There's Yeah, no kidding. There's a great ad right now. I don't remember. It's one of your financial things. But the ad starts, and I think it's one of those self-indulgent like vacation ads. And it's got this couple, Jim and Sandy heard about the great new restaurant, blah, 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 and had to try out those crab legs. And they did, blah, 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 blah. And it just sounds like one of those travel, you know, be good to yourself. It's, life is worth living. You know, those those sayings that have that just kind of mean nothing. Sure. Other than, in you know, live for self-indulgence. Pleasure. I'm all listening. Those, all those cruise trip and restaurant ads and that sort of stuff. But then it, it then it jumps in. And they look at the camera, but then they realized how much money they were spending on eating out all the time and did the math. And then it gets into how much money and they started eating at home and saved enough money they could buy their first house and this and that, Mm -hmm. which I thought was nice because there's a lot of those ads out there. You're just not really experiencing life unless you've been to this restaurant in Bali. Come on, go put it on your credit card. Right. The uh, average cost of a new car has hit an all time high. Well, there's inflation, so it's always going up. But it's currently thirty six thousand dollars, if you're wondering. What the uh, average, the average price, huh? The average price so of a new the, vehicle. Uh, the uh, Tesla wants their uh, Model 3 right in a sweet spot, right in the average. Interesting. Um, I would say all the cars I currently own cost less than that, but, you know, make your own decisions. If you have enough money, I don't care. What is it old uh, Dave, what's his face, Dave Ramsey say? If you don't have a million dollars in the bank, you shouldn't buy a new car. And even if you do, it's still a decision. If that's what you want to do with your money. Oh, sure, yeah. New car got buyers agreed to pay on average five fifty one a month for sixty nine oh. months. That's the average car payment now. Five fifty one a month for sixty nine months. Right. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Sweet. 
I'm going to look so cool in this car. Turning off the mic isn't good enough. Remove the wiring to Sean's mic. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's funny thinking about uh, how we've gone from a uh, modesty in terms of just the way you think of yourselves, the way you, you carry yourselves and your abilities and the way you act. You know, we we were for a very long time modesty in the face of excellence. It didn't matter how good you were at what you did. You, you just kept, you know, you kept your uh, your eyes on the road. You didn't blow your own horn. You know, you'd, you'd say, well, thanks. I appreciate that. But, you know, even though you're great at what you do too loud, outspoken confidence in the face of virtually no skills whatsoever, you're you're everybody gets a trophy, uh, you know. Uh, young generation of workers and it just i think it, it it's just a departure from realism and this uh the retirement saving thing it's it's like a cousin to that same attitude i haven't thought really for more than 10 minutes in my entire life about my retirement but i'm confident that i'm ready to go I just I I don't I, get that, and, and I just to make clear I I have I have spent money on many many stupid things in my life many stupid things, I, but I have no expectation that somebody else's taxpayer money is supposed to support me when I run out of money mm-hmm. if I spend all my money, uh, and I don't care how you spend your money buy whatever you want, buy that autographed baseball card or the nicest car, whatever you want to spend it on I don't care but don't expect any of my money at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. the difference. Well, you know, there are there are certain rules of government and law and the uh, organization of societies that exist because once you sweep them aside, it's too easy for things to get completely out of hand. Like the idea that you're responsible for yourself. If you're of able mind and body, you are responsible for yourself. The reason that rule exists is once you once you move beyond it anything goes any confiscation by force any bizarro system of of economics and government it's all permissible that's like the grand rule you look after you mind your business and you know again Jonah Goldberg's got a great column about that maybe we'll get to it eventually but i'm telling you once you get beyond that one simple hurdle then you get, you know, an entire uh, generation howling for socialism, whatever that is. And there are multiple different uh, definitions of that. But one and it, thing, all, it all ends up ugly once you get beyond mind your business. Ooh. Well, I think one good thing that will come out of this presidential election, I think a fair amount of time will be spent on what the definition of socialism is. I would agree. I don't think you're going to be happy with the result of whether people uh, come up with a definition and, and how many people like it. <laughs> I think they'll come up with the definition that half the country likes the idea of, and that's just the way it is. But Yeah, you know, the uh, Wall Street Journal did a big opinion piece on it where they asked a bunch of college students about what is socialism and what do you think of it. Um, and, you know, I, uh, it's really interesting. Predictably, different people have very different definitions of it um, and different attitudes about it. Uh, but these are all like, here's a history and German major from Wake Forest University. Here's a finance, investment, and banking measure. Uh, I'm sorry, major at the University of uh, Wisconsin-Madison. Here's a Stanford econ major. And um, 
And my only problem with the article is that it, these people are a little too learned and too advanced and too expert in what they're talking about, even though they spout some terrible ideas. It's uh, it's what the unwashed masses think that move you know, uh, election results. So, yeah, I think that will be a useful discussion. You know, the one guy uh, comes off as really, really reasonable about free markets and, and, and the rest of it. I read his point of view and thought, wow, that's a really reasonable young man. He gets it. Then he gets into how medical care, how getting sick can ruin 90% of the families in America. And we can't have that as a society. So I'm in favor of... And there you get into a, a pretty pretty persuasive argument for this is not... I'm sorry, this is a gray area. Can you be self-reliant if it'll cost you a million and a half dollars to break your leg, for instance, and it gets a little infected? No, right? you can't. Right. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.